Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, what up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. Another episode of the Candlestick Kids fantasy football podcast aka tck pod if you're watching live now feel free to jump in the comments if you are catching this on the podcast after the fact make sure you go to youtube and subscribe to the channel please and leave your comments here on the arizona backfield today i'm doing a nether player spotlight i did one last week on matthew stafford bobby did one on miles sanders this week i'm doing mine on the arizona backfield of chase edmonds and james connor and bobby's got one coming up for you on thursday as well on tomorrow's episode, we are going to be, Bobby and I will be discussing wide receiver draft capital and if it matters for rookies and if so, to what extent. Last week on Wednesday, we discussed the running back rookie draft capital and what that means for first, second, third rounders versus four, five, six, and seven rounders. We'll be doing the same for wide receivers coming up tomorrow. Appreciate you tuning in. This is episode 395 of the TCK pod. Once again, I am your host, Sky Guasco. Let's dive right into this. These are kind of uh, quicker episodes here. So I want to get right into um, the Arizona Cardinals backfield. So, of course, the Cardinals in the NFC West, um, you know, if, if everything clicks this season, they could have a real opportunity to make some waves. Unfortunately, <laughs> they have three of the best teams in the NFC in their scene conference. So, We'll see if they actually can make it happen with the 49ers, the Seahawks, and now the Rams coming in here with uh, Matthew Stafford as well. So the Cardinals, I think, on the bottom of the division looking up, but I don't think it would take much if there are some injuries to the other teams for the Cardinals to make waves. This is easily the most uh, competitive division in the NFL, at least in the NFC, in my opinion. I think the AFC North, if not for the Bengals, could make a – run as well, although I do think if Joe Burrow can stay healthy, the Bengals too will be making a run for the most competitive division in the AFC and certainly in the NFL as well. Okay, let's get into this here. So if you weren't here for last week, uh, dial back to my Matt Stafford breakdown in spotlight. Today I'm doing the Arizona backfield, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. They also have Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin in the backfield on the depth chart. As of now, they could add somebody. Uh, somebody may get cut, and they might add somebody later on this summer. But as of right now, we're just talking about the two guys up front, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. So what I'm going to do is kind of compare both of those players as individuals. Of course, Conner on the Steelers last year comes over in free agency to the Arizona Cardinals. Chase Edmonds playing basically behind Kenyon Drake last year, who had a real solid season for the Cardinals in the last year and a half. Kenyon Drake now is with the Raiders, so that opens up the door for James Conner, and you would think more opportunity for Chase Edmonds. Unfortunately, uh, by the end of this, you may not be so convinced. Once again, if you're watching live, feel free to jump in the comments here, and I'll get to as many of those as I can live uh, on the air. And if not, then feel free to drop in a comment as I go along here at any surprising stats or how you feel about the Arizona backfield, and we can talk about that as well. Also, if there are any players in particular or player situations, backfields, wide receiving cores, 
uh, rookie quarterbacks, coaching changes, anything in particular for a particular team, either you're a fan of that team or it influences your fantasy team, feel free to uh, drop that in the comments as well or hit me up on Twitter at my name, Sky Guasco. You can also find us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod as well and drop me a, a DM and let me know which player you'd like me to get into. All right, without any further ado, let's jump into this here. So we'll start with Chase Edmonds. ECR right now, expert consensus ranking, has Chase Edmonds at running back 26. So he is outside of the top 24 running backs. ADP, average draft position, has him at running back 27. That is the public perception of Chase Edmonds currently, running back 27. And he's getting drafted in single quarterback PPR leagues around the beginning of the sixth round. So on this, just when I looked last, it was first pick of the sixth round, but that goes anywhere between, you know, early part of the sixth round to the end of the fifth round in PPR single quarterback leagues. Chase Edmonds was running back 25 overall last year in 2020 for the Cardinals. Again, playing behind Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake finished as an RB1, and we saw two years ago when he came over from Miami, in eight games, Kenyon Drake had 800 yards and eight touchdowns, played very well. Last year also played quite well. So Chase Edmonds has been the second man in line here. I don't know that James Connors necessarily is going to be the number one heading into the season, but I'm also not super convinced that Chase Edmonds is the number one either. Currently, as we speak on this podcast, it is listed right now that Chase Edmonds is the starter and James Conner is the running back two on the Cardinals, but anything can change as we go throughout the summer, of course. Once again, Chase Edmonds running back 25 last year finished overall in PPR leagues just outside the RB2s, but he was running back 34 in PPR fantasy points per game. That's important. He finished RB25, which still isn't that impressive outside of the RB2s, but he played a full 16 games. This is important. Most running backs do not play 16 games. Most running backs don't play 14 games. Chase Edmonds in 16 games was the RB25 in PPR last year overall, but he was RB34 in PPR fantasy points per game. Only four running backs played all 16 games that finished higher than Chase Edmonds, Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, Naheem Hines, and J.D. McKissick. So essentially... Many, many guys behind Chase Edmonds did not play a full 16-game slate, and if a number of those guys played just one or two more games on their per-game averages, they would have surpassed Chase Edmonds, knocking him further down the tier. So we can ballpark it and say Chase Edmonds was roughly RB40 on the season in PPR fantasy points per game. He was actually 34 but if you account for some of the players that did not play a full 16 behind him with the points per game that they had averaged, he would be leapfrogged significantly. So he's actually looking at like an RB back in RB3, maybe an RB4 last year. Let's go to James Conner. Of course, again, this is with Pittsburgh. James Conner right now, his ECR is RB36. So he's just teetering on that back end RB3, RB4 range. And ADP, his average draft position, is RB34. So people are drafting, the public is drafting Chase Edmonds, one running back behind where the expert consensus has him. And the public is drafting James Conner, two running backs ahead of where the expert consensus ranking has him. 
Right now, James Conner is getting drafted with the second to last pick in the seventh round. So almost the eighth round there. They're about two rounds apart, almost three, uh, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. And they're about 10 running backs difference in ECR and ADP. With Pittsburgh last year, James Conner finished running back 27 overall, two behind Chase Edmonds, but he finished RB 25 in fantasy points per game in PPR. Again, I tend to look at, and I encourage you also to look at when you're looking at stats from previous seasons. Of course, the overall matters, but the overall only matters if they played at least 14 games, 15 games, 16 games. This year, it's going to be 15, 16, 17. Like, look at Christian McCaffrey. He averaged like 30 fantasy PPR fantasy points a game, but only played three games. Okay, Joe Mixon averaged well over 25 fantasy points per game, but he only played six games. So I can't take that average seriously, and I can't take their overall finish either because if they only play six games, of course they're going to be way down the list, right? So that's not accurate, and I can't take Joe Mixon's you know, fantasy points per game that significant when he only played six games because if he played three or four more games, that average could dip. Of course, it could also rise, but most likely it's going to dip, right? It just regresses back to the mean. So James Conner last year, RB27, RB25 in PPR fantasy points per game. Chase Edmonds, RB25 overall, RB34 in PPR fantasy points per game. I always look at points per game along with the overall finish. It's very, very important that we do that. So already just on last year's stats, okay? James Conner finished nine spots higher than Chase Edmonds last year and uh, missed a handful of games as well. So I want to go into James Conner and Chase Edmonds here individually, and then I'm going to get into the Arizona tendencies as a team and see if we can work our way through this. James Conner's best season clearly is 2018. He played 13 games for the Steelers. He has yet to play more than 14 games in his career. 14 as a rookie, 13 in 18. He played 10 in 19 and 13 last year. 2018 was his best season. Le'Veon Bell opted out. James Conner had 215 rushing attempts for 973 yards. He had 12 rushing touchdowns that season. He also had 55 receptions on 71 targets for 497 yards and another touchdown through the air as well. So James Conner had well over... 1,500 yards and 13 total touchdowns and a grip of receptions as well in 2018. Although 2019, he came back and he was beat up. Only 116 carries, less than 500 yards rushing, just four touchdowns on the ground. He had, in 10 games, 34 receptions on 38 targets, a great efficiency, but just 250 yards through the air and three touchdowns through the air, but seven total touchdowns. And he had less than 700 yards, uh, just about 700 yards total 2019. Last year, came back a little bit, 169 rushing yards, uh, excuse me, 169 rushing attempts, 721 yards, and six touchdowns through the air, 35 catches on 43 targets, 215 yards, and no touchdowns. So bounced back quite a bit, but still only played 13 games. Now, we'll see what happens with James Conner here in year five. He's moving franchises. He now is in a committee at best. He might be the backup. He might be the starter. In Pittsburgh, when he was healthy, he was the starter. So the touches, the magnitude of the touches, inside the fives, inside the goal line, James Conner was getting all of that work. We'll see what happens, him going to Arizona. 
quick recap of Chase Edmonds over the last three years as well, 2018 to 2020. Most rush attempts was last year at 97, so not even 100 rush attempts. 480, uh, 448 yards and one rushing touchdown. 16 games he played, 97 attempts, less than 100, 448 rushing yards, and one single rushing touchdown through the air. His most receptions, of course, last year as well, 53 receptions on 67 targets, 400 yards, and four receiving touchdowns. So he had 450, or excuse me, 850 total yards, and he had six uh, total touchdowns for Chase Edmonds. So he is that just the history, and I'm going to dive into this a little bit deeper here for this year, but the history doesn't tell me that Chase Edmonds is going to A, control the backfield as a runner. As a pass catcher, I could certainly see him getting more looks than James Conner. That would not surprise me. Although James Conner's best season, again, with Pittsburgh, James Conner's best season in 2018, he saw 55 receptions on 71 targets. Chase Edmonds' best season last year with the Cardinals, he saw 53 catches on 67 targets. So James Conner did handle more work through the air when he was with Pittsburgh in 2018. Now we know how Pittsburgh likes to run their running backs, so I'm not necessarily comparing the two. I'm more just saying that James Conner can also handle a workload. He's a solid pass catcher. They could also use him in the red zone. So they do not have to think to themselves, James Conner's the running, the rusher, Chase Edmonds is the receiver. I think both of these guys are going to do equal parts. We saw Kenyon Drake the last two years not catch as many passes, but he was you know, lethal within the uh, 10 zone, right? 10 yards out or, or fewer. He was great, and Chase Edmonds was not. Let's go into some of the uh, comparisons here just straight up. So I'm going to start with Chase Edmonds. Again, not impressive as a running back. As a rusher, uh, quite impressive as a pass catcher-ish, but again, just not as impressive as I feel like the fantasy community is right now, at least in the history of what he's given us. So Chase Edmonds should be the starter for week one. Again, as of right now on the depth chart, Chase Edmonds is number one for the Cardinals. Now, Edmonds inside the five-yard line last year, inside the five-yard line, one carry, Negative one yard. He got stuffed for a one-yard loss. He had two catches for two touchdowns. That was Chase Edmonds' workload inside the five last year. Now, we know Kyler Murray does a lot of it. We know Kenyon Drake did a lot of it. I'm going to get into both those guys as we go along here. But Chase Edmonds, inside the five last year, one carry, got stuffed for a one-yard loss. He had two catches for two touchdowns. Okay? So, again, he was thrown to. 100% efficiency, had those two touchdowns, but just negative one yard on one carry. Inside the red zone, so that's inside the 20 or fewer, or closer, I should say. Nine total carries for 23 yards, no touchdowns. However, he had the second most receptions with eight, second most receiving yards with 69, and second most receiving touchdowns with three in the NFL inside the red zone. So let's break this down really quick before we move to James Conner. This, these are just raw numbers from last year. What the, And I'm not taking the history of Chase Edmonds because, again, 2018, 2019, he was, kind of, he was an auxiliary back at best. Okay, He had less than 500 total yards in either one of those seasons. Last year, he actually got significant work-ish. 
in a, in a com, uh, committee with Kenyon Drake. So inside the five yard line where you're obviously that's the, that's the touchdown upside. That's where our fantasy points balloon chase Edmonds, one yard or one carry negative one yard, two catches, two touchdowns, solid efficiency through the air. However, in the red zone, nine total carries for 23 yards, terrible run efficiency. They're not going to use him, or they shouldn't use him as a runner when they have Kyler Murray, who is absolutely phenomenal with the ball in his hands and uh, in the red zone, and James Conner, who I will uh, let you know is is quite efficient as well. So not as a running back for uh, the Cardinals will Chase Edmonds be inside the red zone, but he could be a flanker outside of the backfield like we see with Alvin Kamara quite often, second most receiving uh, receptions with eight, receiving yards, 69, and receiving touchdowns with three. Now let's move over to James Conner. Conner could take over the Kenyon Drake role, which I do think he will do. Now, Kenyon Drake last year netted 239 carries and 31 targets. That's significant work. All right. That is 270 opportunities. An opportunity is a carry or a target. Okay. A, a chance to get the ball. 270 opportunities for Kenyon Drake is significant. That's what Kenyon Drake had last year for the Cardinals. That's what James Conner could slide into. Now, obviously, when you do these comparisons with players and one leaves and someone comes in, you can't just take it apples for apples. It's not that. Obviously, things are going to be different. They're going to mold the the new offense around the new players, and Kyler's probably going to be healthy and run more this year, which I'll get into. Chase Edmonds might take a step up and get more opportunity. James Conner, he's been a bit beat up in his career, so can they actually trust him with the workload like that? We'll see. I'm not saying James Conner's going to get 270 opportunities, but let's say he gets 220, all right, 50 less than Kenyon Drake. He could still be quite effective with his efficiency. Kenyon Drake last year for the Cardinals was RB16 overall, and he was RB24 in fantasy points per game. Okay, so again, effective you know, uh, middle QB or middle RB2 uh, overall because he played so many games, but a back-end RB2 in points per game with the lack of efficiency and Kyler Murray being such a, a thorn in both of their sides running the ball. Ken and Drake had a career year in 2020 rushing for 955 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns over 15 games. So he missed one game but he ran for nearly 1,000 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. Again, fast for, flashback to the end of 2019. He played eight games for the Cardinals, 800 yards and eight touchdowns. So Kenyon Drake has been quite an underrated running back. We'll see what happens in the Raider backfield. Maybe I'll cover that some of the time, but he has been quite effective and efficient with the ball in his hands. He added 25 catches and 137 yards did Kenyon Drake. Now, I gave you Chase Edmonds inside the five and inside the 20. Let's break down some of the goal line work for both James Conner and what Kenyon Drake was able to do last year. Inside the five-yard line, James Conner, last year, fourth in rush attempts with nine. He had four touchdowns on nine rush attempts inside the five-yard line. He did not have any targets, but he was seventh inside the five-yard line in true fantasy points. So seventh among running backs in fantasy points inside the five-yard line. He was fourth in rush attempts with nine inside the five, and he converted nearly half of those with four touchdowns. Quite effective. Kenyon Drake last year inside the five-yard line, fifth in rush attempts, so just right behind James Conner, with eight 
and also four touchdowns. So he had 50%. So just a little bit better efficiency than James Conner last year for the Cardinals. No targets as well. 12th in fantasy points inside the five-yard line. So James Conner and Kenyon Drake were essentially similar backs inside the five-yard line. Connor had four. Uh, he was fourth in rush attempts with nine, had four touchdowns, seventh in fantasy points inside the five. Drake was fifth in rush attempts with eight. He had four touchdowns, 12th in fantasy points inside the five. Neither one of them had a target. Let's go inside the 10-yard line. So from the 10-yard line into the goal line. Drake inside the 10-yard line, fifth in rush attempts with 13. James Conner, uh, sixth in rush attempts with 17. All right, a handful of those guys were were tied in there. So tied for fifth, rush attempts with 13. Tied for uh, sixth, rush attempts with 17, James Conner. So inside the 10-yard line, inside the five-yard line, the Cardinals are willing to run the ball. And it wasn't all Kyler Murray. It was early. If you if you remember, early in the season, Kyler Murray was on fire inside the red zone. Just unstoppable. He's very quick. He's very fast. You have to guard all the pass catchers running off a of play action. Kyler Murray was scoring at will. Then he had a shoulder injury midseason. He stopped running as much. They turned to the running backs more often. Inside the 10, inside the 5, and inside the red zone, throwing the ball to Chase Edmonds. So again, raw numbers from last year tells me when they're inside the red zone, they're wanting to throw the ball and dump it down. If they don't run it essentially with Kyler Murray, they're looking to dump it down to Chase Edmonds. And James Conner will get also a handful of early down carries inside the red zone. But once they get inside the 10, they're going to run the ball with either James Conner or Kyler Murray. So not Chase Edmonds. Now they might throw to Chase Edmonds, but they also have New Hopkins, right? They also have a number of uh, wide receivers as well out there. AJ Green. Uh, of course, coming in a big body target. They have Rondale Moore now, rookie coming in. They have Christian Kirk as well. So the Cardinals have many, many options outside of Chase Edmonds to throw to. But if Kyler Murray's in trouble, he could dump it down. But with a running quarterback, what we see more often than not is that when Kyler Murray's in trouble, he's going to look, 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 run versus look, 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 scramble. That's what Brady does. That's what uh, Drew Brees has done for his entire career, right? That makes James White and Alvin Kamara guys incredible. Uh, Kirk Cousins does it with Dalvin Cook as well, right? They get in trouble. They know that they're not going to beat the defense with their legs. They dump it down to the running back to make a play. Kyler Murray is going to think to himself, well, shit, I can make a play with my legs. Why risk an interception, a drop, an incompletion, a loss, whatever? I'm going to run it versus dump off the ball. So this worries me a little bit about Chase Edmonds. I like Chase Edmonds as a player. He's got big upside. We know that he scored, you know, four touchdowns in the game, uh, you know, in, in relief and everybody went nuts. He's got the skill to do it. This offense should be firing on all cylinders. I don't think it's going to happen on the regular, though. I don't think James Conner is going to blow it up either like he did in 2018 for Pittsburgh. But I do think that he has more built-in work, like fantasy work inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the five, on the goal line, short yardage running uh, opportunities that Kenyon Drake had the last two seasons. Kenyon Drake has 18 touchdowns in the last two seasons in a season and a half for the Cardinals. And we know how good of a running back Kyler Murray is. So keep that in mind there. I'm going to go through Kyler Murray here just quickly. And then I want to get in his rushing prowess, and then I want to get into the Cardinals overall and what their tendencies are. 
Kyler Murray tied for 17th in the NFL in red zone pass attempts. Not very good for a quarterback, but he was third in rush attempts, first in rushing yards, and second in rushing touchdowns behind only Cam Newton, who had nine. Kyler had the most fantasy points inside the red zone. I'm going to say that again. Kyler was 17th in the red zone in pass attempts. Okay, They're in the red zone. They're inside the 20-yard line. He was 17th in the NFL in pass attempts. What does that tell you? They were either passing the ball in general um, or they were running the ball with Kyler Murray or they were running the ball with their running backs. More often than not, they were running the ball one way or another. 17th in red zone pass attempts. But he was third in red zone rush attempts, first in rushing yards in the red zone. That's all players. And he was second in rushing touchdowns behind only Cam Newton, who had nine. Kyler Murray had the most fantasy points inside the red zone. The most fantasy points inside the red zone. And we know that if he was 17th in red zone pass attempts, most of those fantasy points did not come via the pass. They came on his legs, and they came with him scoring rushing touchdowns. Again, unfortunately, a little bit of a uh, negative slight to the running backs for the Cardinals. Let's get into some of the team tendencies here. Last year, Arizona was sixth in team rush attempts with 479. But Kyler Murray accounted for 133 of those. I have him projected for well over 150 rush attempts this year because he should be healthy for 17 games. So you're going to add a game and you're going to up his efficiency by, let's just say one carry per game. You're going to up his efficiency to about 150. Okay. Last year, the Cardinals were six in rush attempts with 479, but Kyler Murray accounted for 133 of those. Arizona was fourth. Let's see here. Arizona was fourth in team rushing touchdowns with 22. Kyler had half of those at 11. He was be, uh, Arizona was behind New Orleans, Tennessee, and Baltimore. We think of each one of those teams, New Orleans, Tennessee, and Baltimore, we think of as powerhouse rush attack offenses. Now, with the exception of Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, we do not think of that with the quarterback. We think of it with the running game, right? Overall, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, you know, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram in the past for both teams, okay? And, of course, Lamar Jackson helps out Baltimore. The Cardinals were ahead of two other excellent rushing offenses in Cleveland and Indianapolis, all considered prolific rushing offenses. If Kyler Murray gets, say, eight rushing touchdowns, again, last year he had eight or he had um, 11. If he gets eight, we'll take three off the board. If he gets eight, that allows for roughly 14 to 16 for the running backs if they stay on track for where they were last year. I can't see Kyler Murray having less than. 10 rushing touchdowns probably in 17 games. So that's maybe 10 to 12 left for the running backs to split. Mind you, one of them could, I mean, they could have eight and four, they could have seven and five, they could have 10 and two, but I highly doubt that with their efficiency. I think James Conner is going to get rushing touchdowns. Chase Edmonds is going to get receiving touchdowns. As I mentioned, Arizona brought in AJ green. They drafted Rondale Moore. They bring in James Conner in free agency as well, who all catch passes. 
I expect the Cardinals to be adding pass attempts, not rushing attempts. Arizona last year had 100 targets to the running back. Sounds pretty good, but it was 17th in the NFL and 18 and a half target share, which is 14th in the NFL to their running backs. So again, that all these numbers will go up. Obviously, we add another game, but efficiency with Kyler being healthy. He busted his shoulder about halfway through the year last year, and he was just a different quarterback. All of these numbers are going to inflate a bit. I'm trying to account for that a little bit in my reasoning, but they're not going to go through the roof. So they had 100 targets last year, which was already 17th, decent, middle of the road. 18.5 target share to the running backs, 14th, middle of the road. Even if they go to 120 targets to the running backs, I mean, James Conner's going to catch you know, a handful of those. Let's say 120 targets. Let's just have some fun. James Conner, I'm going to say, is going to have, what, 40 minimum, okay? Maybe they go 50-50. Who knows? James Conner's going to have 40. Chase Edmonds probably going to have 80. Then, you throw again, you throw in Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward maybe for a player or two here and there. All right? It's going to be hard for one of these guys to take over the reins and to be that running back that you're – um, confident with and that you're going to want to play each week for your fantasy team, unless they're your RB four or you're, you're doing a bye week uh, fill in, or, you know, this is uh you know, best ball or something like that, where it's a different format. I'm just not excited about it. 17th in running back targets and 14th in running back target share. That hurts, you know, or that hurts chase Edmonds upside in my opinion, and I mean, maybe it inflates James Conner, but I don't think James Conner is going to be 2018 James Conner. Let's move on here. Arizona on the pass game. So that was basically kind of their their rushing prowess. Let's go into the pass game here. Arizona was 12th in pass attempts in 2020 with 36 pass attempts per game, but they were seventh over the final three games with 38 points per game. So this is a couple things here. 36 average. Is awesome. Again, 12th, uh, 12th in the NFL in pass attempts with 36 per game. Kyler got hurt halfway through the season. If Kyler doesn't get hurt, they probably throw close to 40, I would imagine. They were seventh over their, over their final three games when Kyler started getting healthy again and they started, you know, trying to make a run for the playoffs there. I think that is going to be what the what the Cardinals are able to do. They're going to throw the ball maybe 40 times a game, average. Kyler was not the same after the shoulder injury, obviously, midway through the season. So I do expect him to throw maybe 40 per game or so and, of course, add efficiency with his legs on the ground. Arizona was third in plays per game with 67.7 behind only the Chargers, who had over 70, and Dallas. And Dallas would have blown everybody out of the water if Dak didn't get hurt. But the Cardinals were third in the NFL in plays per game, 67.7 behind only the Chargers and the Cowboys. That's awesome because whoever you have in fantasy teams, if their team is is having more plays, that's more opportunity for that player to get a play themselves. That skyrocketed from 21st in 2019. In 2020, the Cardinals were third in the NFL in plays per game. In 2019, when Kyler was a rookie, they were 21st. With Kyler healthy, that should approach, I would think, 70 plays per game. We know that um, Cliff Kingsbury wants to run it and gun it, right? They they play fast. They run them, you know, close to the most plays in the NFL. And he's going to want to probably surpass 70 plays per game if they can. 40-ish of those being pass plays, as I just mentioned, I expect Kyler to throw upwards of 40 per game. 
And then that leaves about 30 rush attempts per game. Okay, let's pause here for a second. If you're thinking of like Derrick Henry, 30 rush attempts is great. And you're thinking of like the Browns, 30 rush attempts is great because 24 of those are going to go to Nick Chubb. Six of those are going to go to Kareem Hunt, right? Derrick Henry is getting 29 of those and Ryan Tannehill might get one. The problem is we have essentially three running backs here on the Cardinals. We have James Conner, who I think would be the leader rusher. We have Chase Edmonds, who's going to get carries and work out of the backfield as a pass catcher. And of course, Kyler Murray himself. So at Kyler's two-year pace, he's seen roughly, and these are some averages because he got a little bit banged up uh, last year. He's seen roughly a 250 rush attempts. Okay, That divided by 17 games gives us just under eight carries per game. 7.8 carries per game. That leaves us roughly 18 to 20 rush attempts per game for Edmonds and Connor to split. So if Kyler Murray and just his career averages so far in two years, if he's getting just about 10 carries per game, and if he's healthy, he should get probably 10 rush attempts per game. If he's getting roughly 10 rush attempts per game in 17 games, that leaves roughly... 18 to 20 rush attempts for Edmonds and Connor to split. So again, best case scenario, somebody takes most of the cheese. Somebody takes 16 carries. Somebody takes four. Okay, that would be great, but who's it going to be? I keep saying that I think Connor will be the lead running back, but A, I don't call the shots for the Cardinals, and B, James Connor hasn't held up. Maybe James Connor, you know, gets a little bit beat up or they want to lighten his load a little bit because they don't want him to get beat up. So maybe they have Chase Edmonds handle some more work. But do they want Chase Edmonds to handle more work? I don't think Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin are going to do much out of the backfield, but they also could mix up a play here and there. Right? Rondale Moore could end up getting into a slot role where he plays a little bit of like a Robert Woods, right? A dynamic kind of a jet sweeps, fly sweeps. You know, maybe he's getting a couple rush attempts um, every game or so. Who knows? And all of this is Kyler Murray getting about 10, James Conner and Chase Edmonds splitting 20, best case scenario. That's about 10 apiece. Maybe it's 80-20 one way or another, but that makes me nervous because not only do I not trust either one of these running backs to really expand and pull away from the other guy because James Conner, I think, is is well has the best pedigree so far. He has the numbers historically in 2018 of what he was able to do, but he's been beat up the last couple seasons. Chase Edmonds could be on the ascend, and I think he is. I think he's a great young player, but we haven't quite seen it yet. And he was behind Kenyon Drake all of last year until Kenyon Drake got injured. So if James Conner goes down, obviously Chase Edmonds is going to be somebody that you're going to want. But obviously we can't bet on that, and nobody knows if we're actually going to get into it. All right. Rob Berger shouts out hat game is strong. Yeah, man, I have, I have too many hats and too many jerseys, but I love them. Um, this is a, uh, white label extracts, uh, company here in Eugene, Oregon shouts out to my, my buddies there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're looking for a, a hat company, uh, for a sponsor. We got our friends at Jersey jungle, who I'm going to give a shout out to here in a couple minutes, um, for the jerseys the you got the Julio behind me here. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking for a, a hat sponsor as well. If anybody knows anybody. Okay. So basically uh, that's, I know so this, these are all numbers, these, these, uh, player profiles and player spotlights, 
are a bit much. I understand it's it's me kind of diving into the the nerd weeds and Bobby too. But what it comes down to is that Kyler Murray's pace, he's going to get about eight to nine carries, ten carries per game. If he does that and the Cardinals stick around about 30 rushes per game, which they've done, that's about 20 for both Edmonds and Connor to split. There's definitely a world where Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, and James Connor all get about 10 carries per game. That's going to be incredible for Kyler Murray. That's going to be horrendous for Edmonds and Connor to split. Again, Edmonds, I think, has the edge as a pass catcher. Connor has the edge as a rusher. Connor has the edge inside uh, the 10-yard line, inside the five-yard line on the goal line, but he's got to compete with Kyler Murray. Edmonds has the advantage inside the red zone with dump-offs and things. But again, he's got to compete with all the wide receivers and Kyler Murray running the ball as well with, with Edmonds. So my conclusion, essentially, I have two different bold predictions here. Bold prediction number one, if James Connor stays healthy, He'll outpace Chase Edmonds in fantasy points overall. We saw last year, Chase Edmonds and uh, Kenyon Drake were essentially similar running backs in opportunity, but Chase Edmonds was able to, uh, or excuse me, Kenyon Drake was able to outpace Chase Edmonds. I think that happens again this year if James Conner can stay healthy because, again, he can also cast, catch passes, but I do think Chase Edmonds will be that guy that they lean toward more often. So if James Conner stays healthy and they play the same amount of games, whatever that is, 17, 14, 12, they play the seven um, same amount of games in points per game, I'm going to lean toward James Conner. That is my bull prediction number one. Bull prediction number two, unfortunately, <laughs> with 30 minutes of just telling you how not excited I am about this backfield – Neither Connor or Edmonds finish as RB2s. I hate to say that. I know there's a lot of hype in the fantasy industry, especially in Dynasty, for Chase Edmonds. There's a resurgence for people hoping hoping that there's going to be a bounce back for uh, James Connor. I hope I'm rooting for the kid. I hope it it works out. I've been a fan for him uh, for a long time in his journey and, and battling cancer and everything. I'm definitely rooting for the guy, but I just don't see it. Reminder here. Edmonds ECR expert consensus ranking RB26, ADP RB27. Round six draft pick for Chase Edmonds, single quarterback PPR leagues. Connor ECR RB36, ADP RB34, back of the seventh. So you know me, I'm probably going to take the bargain. Honestly, I don't see myself drafting either one of these guys. But if I do, I'm probably going to take the cheese on an eighth round pick for James Connor and hope he gives me RB2 weekly ups, you know, weekly uh, consistency, kind of a, a Melvin Gordon, right? I, that's all I need from James Conner. If he's my RB4 at that point, I'm good with that. Bye weeks, better matchup. Maybe Chase Edmonds goes down. James Conner starts getting the work. I like that better than a six-round pick with Chase Edmonds. First of all, the wide receivers in the six-round are excellent. You can start picking your kind of second-tier single quarterbacks at that point. Right, you might even still find a, uh, a T.J. Hawkinson or a, um, uh, uh, you know Waller if he falls there, depending on your league settings. Mark Andrews, you know Dallas Goddard, one of the high end tight ends, you can get there as well. And there's just other running backs who are RB twos that I would rather have than Chase Edmonds personally, because at least they're the starter on their own team. So, finally, for all the reasons that I just put out there, I am out. 
on the Cardinals' backfield. I don't want James Conner. I don't want Chase Edmonds. I do want Kyler Murray. I do want uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore in deeper leagues, but I'm passing on the Arizona backfield and my boy A.J. Green, unfortunately. So before we get out of here, I do want to give a shout-out. Uh, yes, correct, Rob. Simple terms, Arizona running backs, not great fantasy option. Appreciate y'all tuning in today. I'm going to give a quick shout out to the Jersey Jungle and um, Banana Hot Sauce, of course, before we get out of here. First up, I want to give a shout out to the Jersey Jungle. Yo, I just got word from them. I've been talking to them on the last couple of days. My man Trenton over at Jersey Jungle just sent me a list. They've got about seven of the rookies, fantasy relevant rookies. They Jalen Waddle, um, Devontae Smith, uh, Najee Harris, and some others already in. So if you want one of those rookie jerseys, go to the Jersey Jungle, DM them on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle, receive 10% or 15% off of your jerseys with the promo code TCK. They're going to have other, um, they're getting the rookie quarterbacks in when they get their numbers. Uh, Kyle Pitts will be coming in soon. Um, they have uh, all the rookies coming in before the season, but they're kind of just rolling them out as the the running or the uh, rookies lock in their jersey number. It becomes official, and they can uh, then start printing those jerseys. So Jersey Jungle does now have some rookies. I'm excited about that. Go hit them up at the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Use the promo code TCK and receive 10% off of one or two jerseys and three. Uh, three jerseys for 15% off. They start at 65 costs on NFL.com. They're 120. You can buy three jerseys for the price of one on NFL.com. Don't make the mistake. Go get it now. Jersey Jungle, big ups. Then I want to give a shout out to Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Newest thing in the hot sauce world. Again, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana based, not banana flavored. Go to seekthespice.com. They have two different flavors. They have the white brand, which is a little bit more on the flavor side, less heat. They also have the red, which is the muy muy. That is more spice. If you like the spice, you're going to want the red side. If you are not into spice like me, then you're going to probably want the white. Go check out seekthespice.com for bomb banana hot sauce. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of your order. New sponsor of the program, good friends out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, big up to those guys and uh, big fans of their hot sauce. I put it on my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. So check out Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana-based, not banana-flavored. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today and getting through kind of a quicker episode here and um, just running through the uh, Cardinals' backfield. So once again, tomorrow – we will be dropping the wide receiver draft capital importance with Bobby Lamarco. Tune in tomorrow and on Thursday, Bobby's got a player profile and spotlight for you as well. Drop a comment here in the YouTube section or follow me on social media on Twitter at my name, Sky Guasco, or on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod. And let me know which player profiles and spotlights you would like to see throughout the summer. And I will get to as many of those as I possibly can. Appreciate you hanging out with me. Enjoy the rest of your midweek. It is hump day. We're getting past it. Have a great Thursday and a great Friday into the weekend. And I'll catch you tomorrow with Bobby Lamarco. I am your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 395. Don't draft Cardinals running backs. Catch you next time. I'm out of here. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.